there are no limitations to the mind except those we acknowledge. And that quote is by Napoleon Hill, author of Think and Grow Rich. Part of why I started Good Vibes is because once I started to feel less of the weight of mental oppression, I began understanding how capable I was in choosing the type of life I wanted for myself. Thinking back, maybe a part of me always knew I was special, but to fit into the boxes I was convinced I belonged in, I paid no mind to who I secretly believed I was good enough to be. Don't ever let the bastards get you down. Be intentional in developing yourself and stand confidently in your greatness because that's a vibe. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Good Vibes with Robert Alexander. Today I want to have several moments of transparency and reflect on how clearing my mental space has changed my life. I've spoken to you guys about how growing up I didn't think I was smart. Um, I didn't do that great in school and I grew up with the idea that uneducated automatically meant dumb. That's actually a pretty common misconception. With everyone using the grade point average as a parameter for who's smart and who isn't, I was left thinking I didn't have the juice all this time. And my point in bringing this up is that we tend to think that uh, the picture that we see must be the truth, you know? It's, it's a wonderful thing to trust your own judgment and trust what you see, but it's also important to understand that what you see and how you perceive it is based on your experiences and your judgment and your mental space. If you think about it, you walk into, uh, let's just say you go into the city and there's too many black people out there. Oh, it's going to be ghetto. Uh, you see black people who dress, are wearing pastel colors and speak in proper English and you automatically assume they want to be white. Or if you see a girl who doesn't hide her curves or wears, you know, form-fitting clothes, you assume that she's a promiscuous or she's a hoe. Those are just some examples. And if you're anything like me, then you probably started defending your thoughts in the back of your mind. But you don't have to. Fully aware risking that I'm going to sound woke AF, our thoughts are oftentimes not our own. So let me break it down. When I was born, I didn't think that I was dumb. I wasn't born with that idea. Uh, I wasn't born with the idea that my dark skin made me ugly. And I wasn't born with the idea that I should be ashamed for being gay. All that came much later. And it came from people. It came from people who are equal to me, who played into the idea that this is okay and this is not okay. Normalcy is determined by influence and adversely, influence determines what normalcy is. Uh, an example, 20 years ago, Dennis Rodman painted his nails and colored his hair and people could not take it. They had all types of rumors of him being gay and weird and bisexual and put all these weird, or I shouldn't use the word weird, but they put labels on him to make him even more of a freak because it played into what everyone else was thinking. About 10 years later, uh, Lil Wayne was in his prime, if you ask me. Carter 3 is the best uh, Lil Wayne album out. And he was coloring his hair and doing skateboarding and all this kind of stuff. And it was still a little bit off-putting, but it was like, this is actually kind of cool. Like, that's Lil Wayne. We love Lil Wayne. Now, here we are 11 years later. And if you don't have hair color or tattoos, as a male, you're actually like kind of weird. It's kind of different, you know? And my point in this is that 
too often we allow what people deem as normal or acceptable to determine how we move and how we maneuver. Life is too short to be sitting around miserable and people gonna talk whether you're doing bad or good. That's word to Rihanna. And sis was not lying. There's a lot to gain in being a walking, talking social experiment. And I'm talking about myself. I've had long hair, I've had short hair. I've worn baggy clothes, I've worn form-fitting clothes. I've even done drag and honestly that shit was lit. So I'ma just a quick little tangent. Well, okay, let me let me keep going first. My appearance changed, the way people treated me changed, but I was always the same person. RuPaul has a saying, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. And it's true because if you really think about it, the way you present, and we're all just playing in a game that we were born into, the way we present is how people judge us. Now I've gone to the club looking like regular Rob, you know, minimalist clean cut look and i've also gone uh, a couple halloweens ago a few halloweens ago now i did drag with a friend and people treated me like i was effing beyonce everyone got their life i i was just the queen of the night <laughs> my point being that these things are already in place and it's bad enough that we are regurgitating opinions from other people that oppress other people but the the part that the worst part about all of this is that we are all experiencing experiencing it on a personal level just as much as we enforce it on other people this episode is about really thinking about how oppressed you could possibly be as a woman, as a dark-skinned person, as a black person, as a gay person, as a trans person, as someone who didn't go to college or someone who decided to take a different path in life, anyone who has deviated from what is deemed as normal may as well join the circus. That's the game we're playing. But in all actuality, nothing is normal to everyone. We're a planet full of people who think differently, believe in different gods, and sleep with different people. That's just what it is. That's just where we are. And so actually, the the, the Black Top Circus will be full of people. There would actually be no one outside of it. And the issue in this mentality is that we we have subscribed to a game where we step on the shoulders of other people to be less of whatever that thing is. So an example for anyone who doesn't know, in the gay community, there is, um, it's, you know, the rainbow is what represents the gay community because it's such a variety, so many different people and, you know, limitless ways to express yourself and live your life. But when we subscribe to social stigmas, there are, you know, extremely flamboyant, and then there are males who are GI Joe, and that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. But the thing about it is, amidst that spectrum, there are so many enforcers of why we need to pretend to be more straight, whether it's to appeal to our parents or to appeal to the people we work with or to avoid being judged on the streets or gay bashed or whatever and so there's this toxic 
system where we talk about people who are less straight appearing or more visibly gay because the more we put the attention on that person, the less the attention is on us. And it's not just a gay thing. Think about it. And at school, we have kids who are insecure and they talk about other people. It's, it's just human nature and it's the saddest thing to admit, but we, when we don't want the attention on us, we put it on everybody else. But if they have a little less money or if their hair, <clears throat> hair is out of place or just a little less perfect appearing. And my point is that in doing so, we continue to enforce limitations on one another. But who actually has the right to do so? I got in a lot of trouble as a kid because I didn't, you had to really watch how you talk to me. Um, I remember being in, I remember distinctly being in third grade and I was walking in the hallway. I was headed to the bathroom and a lady named Miss Hale, I still see her face. I see her hair put in a ponytail. It was a drawstring ponytail and she had on like a black suit. And she asked me, what are you doing out here? In such an incriminating way. I was so offended by that and I'm just in my mind I, and I remember this vividly as a third grader thinking who is she to talk to me like this and a lot of especially my parents generation is gonna be shook by that like of course she could talk to you that way you, you were a child but me on the other hand I feel like and I've always felt this way I can only stand in it you know more acceptably now but can't nobody talk to me any kind of way you could be 99,000 years old. You have you are my equal. That's always been that's always been my move. And my point in saying that is that when people begin to understand that you won't take shit from people like you used to. And I don't mean that in a like a rigid way or anything like that, but people have ways. You know like I like I've already mentioned we're all we've all been dealt into a game that no one asked to play. And so we're all just enforcing things on one another, pushing everybody around. And, you know, of course, there's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing to have guidelines and structure. I'm not I'm not pushing for anarchy and chaos. I just want people to be more mindful of what their advice or what their comments or what their suggestions are really doing. I got in a lot of trouble for asking why when I was a kid. Um, but I think the why is the best question we could ever ask. When we get to the reasoning for why we're behaving the way that we are, things tend to make a lot more sense. If I stopped asking why, I would have grown up always thinking I was dumb, that I wasn't capable of comprehending things that require a little more thought and effort. I would have thought that black skin was ugly or that I should be less gay around people who didn't like my quote unquote lifestyle. I already touched on why I was why I grew up thinking I was dumb, but to take it a step further and accepting that limitation for myself, I gave no effort towards things that were more complex or required more thought because oh no, I, I of course not. That's that's not for me, that's for someone smarter. There's a saying about how knowing your past helps determine your future. Um, if I never knew that slavery bred colorism. I would never understand why my skin tone meant I was inferior to not only white people, but even black people who had lighter skin tones. I would never understand the mentality behind where, and, and the funny thing about it is that a lot of people don't even understand why they enforce that same stereotype. 
but it all don't even get me started on that but it dates back to slavery and if i didn't know that fear fuels ignorance and breeds hate i would never understand why people hate me for something i didn't choose to be i can't make people change i can't make people love me but i can love myself enough to air this boy out in the name of peace and so that's what i choose to do we have a choice in what we let into our lives just as easily as y'all can subscribe or unsubscribe to this podcast you can opt out of perpetuating the notion of limitation discrimination oppression willful ignorance and just plain speaking on things without checking the facts this week you are going to make a snap judgment whatever it is i challenge you to take five minutes to get to the root of the why it could be an original thought based on a personal experience Or it could just be a lie that you've been told so many times that it's become your truth. It's as natural as breathing to practice freedom of speech, but far less often do we practice freedom to think. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to Good Vibes. You can find me at Good Vibes with Robert Alexander on the Apple Podcast app or Good Vibes with Robert Alexander on your Google app. So Androids, I am not discriminating against you any longer. And for all other platforms, go to goodvibes.buzzsprout.com. That's B-U-Z-Z sprout.com. And once you've done that, start a conversation with someone and continue to spread these good vibes. Bye.